is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. Here we go. Email us at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. Here we go. Get your lineup set. It's time for start or sit. Now here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and you. Well, that was quite a start to week three, the highest scoring Thursday night football game ever. And we all saw it coming. That's why Sammy Watkins was started in just 39% of leagues. Good morning, everybody. Adam Azer, Dave Richard, Jamie Eisenberg. We're getting you ready for week three. We're going through every single game. I hope you listened to yesterday's show. Heath and I went over some tough calls, which we mostly will not repeat today. So you're going to have to listen to the last uh, 30 minutes or so of that show for some of your starts and advice. But Dave and Jamie, you ready to rock and roll? Let's do it. Yes, Jared Goff style. Yeah, that was so fun. That was that is going to end up being one of the most fun, entertaining games of the season. Absolutely, and it probably might be the best game of the season. It could be the best Thursday night game of all time. That's a great point. Yeah, I, I, mean, yeah, I don't remember most of these all these games. Stink. Yeah, huge. It, it uh, I think it it beat the previous high score by seven points for the two combined teams. Highest scoring game in the history of Thursday Night Football. And I hope you had those guys in your FanDuel lineup. Sign up on FanDuel.com. Go to FanDuel.com and click the Join Now button and use our code CBSPOD. New users get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million with over $1 million in cash prizes when you make your first deposit on FanDuel and use that promo code CBSPOD. Void where prohibited. So before we get into all the games, we will recap last night. We will tell you about a cool event next week that Jamie's going to be at, uh, some sleepers and flexes for the week, and we will beat the waiver wire get ahead of the game for week four if you're looking ahead. Uh, but first, Rams 41, Niners 39, and email of the day is from Nick. I told my wife to start the Rams D and sit Pierre Garçon for Danny Amendola. What do I do? Hope Danny Amendola is good. <laughs> I was going to say go figure out what her shoe size is and then buy her a nice pair of shoes and a bag to match. That's You're in the doghouse, pal. You sure are. You know, I was going to. This is why I don't let my wife play fantasy football because she would ask me and I would tell her, yeah, sit Sammy Watkins. This game's not going to be high scoring. Start the Rams D and then I would get punched in the face. Yeah, or proflowers.com, promo code FFT. That's another oh, option. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Tied a sponsor in. All right, this game was awesome. And uh, Sammy Watkins and Tavon Austin are both in the concussion protocol. This game was actually pretty brutal. Uh, a lot of defensive injuries. LaMarcus Joyner uh, for the Rams, their safety, left, I think, on the first play of the second quarter. Their starting center, John Sullivan, got hurt one minute into the third quarter. And then after that, you know, Todd Gurley had chances for touchdowns number four. And then what could have been number five, but he couldn't get in when they lost their center. Still had a great game. Um, San Francisco's defense is kind of beat up. So Carson Palmer, 75% owned. He gets them next week. I guess my my overall question is, if we look at Gurley, Watkins, and Hyde in particular, and Heath and I talked about this yesterday, the schedule is absolutely brutal for the Rams going forward. After Dallas next week, Seattle, Jacksonville, Arizona, Abai, the Giants, Houston, Minnesota. Uh, oh, sell now. Yeah, like to what degree do you want to sell Todd Gurley, Sammy Watkins, and then we'll talk about I, Hyde later. I got a question on Twitter this morning that I guess was, was something either before the game or after the game that was offered uh Jai, Jordy Nelson, and Dak Prescott for Todd Gurley and Kirk Cousins, and I told him, don't even hesitate. Yeah. Accept immediately. Yeah, that's pretty so, good. I mean, you know, if you're getting somebody that can 
be in the same range as Todd Gurley that has potentially disappointed. Um, I don't know if I trade Todd Gurley for DeMarco Murray at this point, but. Oh God, no. Um, certainly, uh, a Jai I would consider. I would consider. You would trade him for a player who would be a first round pick right now. Or early or second. second. Yeah, early second. Somebody that went ahead of him other than Murray. Yeah, I mean, like, it's the same thing we had this conversation earlier this week. You, you could trade Todd Gurley and you're getting back maybe one of the underperforming elite receivers like an AJ Green or Would you Odell trade Beckham. him for Odell? Or I was going to yeah. say Odell Beckham. Yep. Or, you know, uh, it seems like Jordy Nelson's fine. You can make that trade. But let me ask you this. Are you saying that because of the schedule or because you don't think Gurley is this good? Well, look, yes, he, he had his first 100-yard game in God knows how long last night. 20 games, um, 21 games. Right. He uh, he wasn't necessarily – like, he didn't run well in week one. He was better in week two and certainly better in week three. But he's taking advantage of what's in front of him. And so the schedule's about to get tougher. Um, he's the first player since 2011 to score six touchdowns through three games. He's been fantastic. I mean, there, there's no way around it. Um, there, there's only decline ahead. Can he sustain this? Not at this level. Can he be at a very good level? Absolutely. I mean, we talked about this coming into the season. Better coach, better quarterback, better offensive line, and he's exceeded those things because those things have been better. So can Jared Goff continue to look like this? Can Sean McVay continue to coach, uh, put his team in a position to, to be this successful? So against the opponents that they're going to face, it's going to be a little difficult. But you don't sell him for peanuts. I mean, no. he's, 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 was a great player as a rookie. He is showing to be what they expected him to be when they drafted him out of Georgia. I think it needs to be an overwhelming deal. I don't even think it needs to be like a one-for-one one for Odell Beckham. I think it needs to almost be better than that. And I know that the schedule is oh, tough Oh, I would take him. Odell Beckham for him in a heartbeat. You might, but I I look at the play calling and how much better it is compared to last year. And mm. the offensive line is getting a little bit better. And I no, know no, that there's better. tough it's matchups ahead. Better. It's better. How many running backs are out there, Jamie and Adam, where – you can almost count on them to get about 20 touches a week with goal line work. There aren't many, and Todd's one of them, and he's doing great. He's doing great as a receiver. Mm-hmm. He had one of his he, worst he, games as a receiver last night, and he still had an amazing. He's game. great, but at some point they're going to be there's going to be a stretch of bad games, and oh he, my god, it, it, the stretch coming. of bad games is six straight bad games. Right, that's why six you're trying to get something matches. great for him. Seven. I know really, we just mentioned that it was going to be. Uh, Seattle and then at Jacksonville and then Arizona. The Arizona game is in London. Then they have a bye in week eight. Then they take on the Giants when the Giants are coming off of a bye in New York, Houston at home, and then at Minnesota in week 11. So his next great matchup is week 12 at home against New Orleans. Well, his next great matchup is, is next week against the, t- the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. After but, that one. But you're right. Like, you know, just to speed I'm it up. I'm not giving him up for... That's the thing. Like, I feel yeah. like if, if Gurley had... If everybody had the same schedule going forward, I do feel like Todd Gurley would be a top five pick in drafts right now. Uh, and I don't even know... Maybe, maybe not quite that high, but he'd be close. And I don't even know that it wouldn't be justified. I mean, this is legitimate. You know, he he's... He's going to be so much more involved, and the team is going to be better. So it's really the schedule we're running away from. The fact that he catches so many passes, though, makes me wonder, like, am I being an idiot if I sell him? Am I giving up one of the best players in fantasy? I, I guess. That's right. Yeah. You know what I think? And I agree. Like, yeah. I totally agree with Jamie's perspective, but I also see this other side, like, ugh, I don't want to overreact to the schedule uh, and give away. It's, it's not overreacting to the schedule. It's it's just being smart. It, it's It's just looking at it as, Again, you're not giving him up for somebody that's not good. You, if Odell Beckham runs off a stretch of four or five games and and Gurley struggles, you're gonna say, "Oh my God, why didn't I take that trade?" It, it's looking at who's the player that's on his level. And so, if you're talking about players that are on his level, 
then those are trades you consider because of what's in front of him. Then let me just say, like you obviously, if you're going to trade him for Beckham, you need to have other running backs that you feel good starting. Oh, so, of course. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not it's not it, you can't just say in a vacuum you're trading one for one without knowing what the 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 whole entire spectrum of each team is. Mm-hmm. But if you can get elite level talent for elite level talent, and if the situation is better, look, Beckham's got a tough schedule. It's not like he's going to have a cakewalk if you're just looking at that guy, but. Uh, if you're talking about A.J. Green, if you're talking about Odell Beckham, if you're talking about Julio Jones, who hasn't had the best start to the season, if you're looking at um, maybe trying to buy low on Le'Veon Bell, would you trade Le'Veon Bell for talking oh, about Le'Veon yeah, Bell right now? Of course, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And uh, I think Zeke, Zeke, I think Zeke could, could maybe struggle again, maybe, this week. And if he does, that will be my first offer. I'm I'm hoping, like, Devontae Freeman struggles. Uh, I don't think he will, but I'm hoping he does, and then I will offer Todd Gurley for Devontae Freeman. Like, I would make that trade. Sure, sure. Yeah. Beckham, by the way, I'm still a little concerned about the ankle. I'm not sure I would. I'm concerned about a lot. Ankle, offensive line, protecting the quarterback. Yeah, it's the same as Quarterback. Last year. He had the same situation last year. Yeah, he did. Offense, it just seems like it's a little worse. It, well, it has been. And, and Odell's hurt on top of it. Alright, that's a different, uh, discussion for a different day. Sammy Watkins. Like, the schedule is probably even worse for him because <laughs> he's had Sherman and Peterson and Ramsey and Jenkins and Rhodes coming up on the schedule. Like, it sucks. And he's got a concussion. I guess we'll wait and see what the status is. But do you, how good do you think Sammy Watkins is going to be going forward? This is the guy you sell high on. Yep. Like, Todd Gurley you can if you get the right offer, if you just get an offer that just seems like a no-brainer, pull the trigger. Watkins, I think I'm going to try and offer – in all my leagues. I'm in a bunch of leagues with Nick Costos. Nick is a huge fan of Sammy Watkins. I'm going to see if I can make a fair deal with Watkins for a player on his team that could help my team. This is the time to do it because the, the matchups are tougher for him. They're going to be tougher for the Rams offensive line. They're going to be tougher for Jared Goff. I don't know if we can count on Jared Goff to keep playing like this. He he was unbelievable. There were a couple of passes that he missed on last night, and I and I went on a text chain that Jamie and I are on. And I said, "Hey, Goff seems inconsistent." And then I looked so stupid after that. First of all, I looked stupid for saying to sit Sammy Watkins, but then after that, Goff only missed on one pass in the second half. He was outstanding, amazing catches along the way. But I don't know if he can keep it up. I don't know if Sammy can keep it up. We know how injury prone he is. I would try and sell high. Let's just keep things in perspective. His two best games have come against the Colts and the 49ers. Yeah, and the 49ers, a short week after playing Seattle, that's a really tough spot for them. Uh, so this was. Yeah, we should have really keyed in on that, I think. Yeah, maybe. I think we missed that. Um, Jamie, your take on Carlos Hyde and Pierre Garcon will wrap this game up and move on. Uh, thankfully, Carlos Hyde was able to stick it out after hurting his hip early in the game, so. Uh, was able to play very well for fantasy owners. Um, you know, nice to see him finally find the end zone and the 49ers find the end zone. So he's, I don't want to say he's in the same situation as, as Gurley because he's not coming off the same high of a high, but, um, another guy that we talked about coming off last week. Injury track record, got banged up in this game, you know, and, and inconsistent offense around him. So if you can get something great for Carlos Hyde, that's another guy you might want to consider shopping. And Garcon, this is the game why you you drafted him. You know, guy that's going to be featured in in uh, what I would assume more comeback efforts than competitive games. Um, and I guess you call it a comeback effort. They were down two touchdowns, but he had just one of the best catches you will ever see uh, on the sideline play where he dragged his feet. He's dragging his feet before he caught the ball and um, just makes catch after catch. And he's he's one of those players I think that will always be never be considered one of the great receivers in, in the league because there are so many great ones. But he's He's one of the better second-tier guys, and I think he'll. Th- this is the type of game that you build off of. I don't think you could 
buy low on Pierre Garçon. We missed that window after last night's game. But if you can still get him somewhat cheap, I would look to do so. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen him have a game like this before? Uh, yeah, in Washington with not, not Kyle Shanahan. He, I think he looked outstanding. Amazing. It might have been one of his best games. Amazing. Now, statistically, it won't be, but I just think he made some unreal plays. Yeah, he really did. A lot of so people fun. Did. It was a great game. So fun. Uh, yeah, and look, we don't want to sit here and say, like, every time your running back is a good game, you should sell high on him or anything. But we, what we're really uh, saying here is, like, we've seen a lot of the trades that have gone down. People getting Le'Veon Bell super cheap after two games. You know, it, it's not sell high. It's sell, like, really high. Like, get a guy that you definitely like better than Carlos Hyde. Not Carlos Hyde's not good, and he's not going to be good for you. He's going to be good. It's just don't just sell for the sake of selling. It's It's high. That's the key. Uh, that we're trying to come across. I don't want to make it sound like we hate every running back and they're not. No, it's, it's, yeah. it's just, it's just looking at, at situation. For Gurley, it's the schedule. For Hyde, it's his track record. I mean, he just has not been able to stay healthy. And he almost didn't last night. He came out, he got right. a little injury scare early. Alright. That's uh, the first thing I thought of was our conversation from Tuesday. Or Sunday night. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And, um, Pierre Garçon. By the way, it was only started in 35% of leagues, so a lot of fantasy points on the bench and both quarterbacks. I started both those well. guys against you. You're you're beating me in one league, but I started uh, both 49ers and the Rams defense I against know. you. I know. I'm aware. That's in the podcast league. I'm in trouble, and you're going to beat me in the two-quarterback league as well. It is an Indochino Friday, and at least I've got myself an amazing suit. Gentlemen, you need a great suit. It's important to look good and feel good, and when I put on my Indochino suit, I just kind of got some swagger back a little monogram on the inside says ASA, my initials, invented swagger. So I'm cool. Uh, I should probably put my suit on when I set my fantasy lineups. That's how good I feel when I'm in the Indochino suit. And look, custom suits usually go for about 800 bucks, maybe more. I have friends who pay that much for their suits, and, and they're crazy. So don't do it. Pay less than half of that at Indochino.com with our promo code FFT. Just go to Indochino.com, browse the site. See what you like, customize every detail, submit your measurements, sit on your butt and wait a few weeks and you're going to get yourself a beautiful suit for $379 with free shipping at Indochino.com. Now, last weekend, I wore my suit, wore it with, um, you know, I was with my, my brothers-in-law and they uh, looked at my suit and they, oh, that's really nice. You know, I think I'm going to get me one of those. Finally going to take your advice, going to go to Indochino and I'm, I'm really excited about that. So I want everybody to enjoy their Indochino suit. Go to Indochino.com. 379 bucks, free shipping, enter FFT at checkout. 50% off for a made-to-measure premium suit. Again, Indochino.com, FFT at checkout. I want to tell you about a few things. We have a lot of podcasts that you would like on the CBSSports.com podcast network. You can go to CBSSports.com slash podcast for subscribe links, but we have the Pick 6 podcast, which is an awesome NFL show, the 24-7 sports college football podcast, in this corner is a wrestling, MMA, uh, boxing podcast. We got a lot. CBSSports.com slash podcast. You need more fantasy advice? Fantasy football today is live noon Eastern, Monday through Friday, and 11 a.m. Eastern on Sunday morning until kickoff. And we've got our radio show every Saturday night at 10 p.m. Eastern until midnight on CBS Sports Radio or CBSSportsRadio.com. And Jamie, what are you going to be doing in, uh, Los Angeles next week? I will be at the Chelsea Pub and Lounge in Hermosa Beach uh, for an event with Old Navy. And we will be watching the uh, Packers-Bears game. And before the game, I'll be giving you some fantasy advice live and in person. So my first trip to Los Angeles, and I'm looking forward what? to meeting 
Uh, yeah, I've wow. never. Uh, I've been in the airport. I've never. Um, I've never been to Los Angeles. Are you going to have so, time to take my advice on a meal recommendation? I was about to ask the same question. I will. I will be there for about 24 hours, so it's going to be a little tough. But um, you know, it's football season, so I'm doing what I need to do for uh, for our our lovely friends at Old Navy. Um, but uh, yeah, come out. It's a uh, four o'clock Pacific time. I'll be at the uh, the Chelsea Pub and Lounge. You need to go to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. It is the greatest thing that's ever ever been. Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. Just go. Okay. Now, I have great news for everybody. Dave, Jamie, you don't even know how good this news is. You don't even know what I'm about to say. But because last night was so good for fantasy owners, I've decided there will be no bonanza this week. Take it the week. Wow. Off. Are you going to stick with that? Because you've said that before, and then all of a sudden you're like, hey, guess what, guys, bonanza. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody gets mad at you. So I'm expecting you stick to stick it with to it. it now. Stick it with it. I, I, know, I'm not feeling any game this week is a big bonanza. I kept, That's uh, the real reason. I kept saying yeah. there was going to be a girly, girly's fourth touchdown was coming on Twitter. Uh huh. And then didn't get, I'm sure you saw it because everybody kept tagging you in it. Um, why are you azering Todd Gurley? I didn't see that actually. I haven't been on Twitter since like the, oh yeah, there, quarter. there was a lot of that. And then I, I, I stole your line. I said, I'm a sorcerer. I've ruined, <laughs> I've ruined Todd Gurley's chances at a touchdown. Ah, oh, man. We, <laughs> that was, that was, uh, painful. All right. Here are the news and notes. Carson Wentz has apparently been getting very lucky with turnovers this season. He, according to Pro Football Focus, has nine turnover-worthy plays so far this year. That's three more than any other quarterback. Uh, Dave, it's I know you, uh, you like Carson Wentz. Does that scare you a little bit? It definitely. But I, I, the reasons why I like Carson Wentz are because he's got good protection. The run game in Philadelphia is pretty close to non-existent, which means that they're going to have him throw a lot. Not to mention run a little. So I would hope that he'd be able to clean that up a little bit. Obviously, if if we know that, the Eagles know that, they'll probably ask him to take a little bit better care of the football. Let's see what happens. So we're going to go through these injuries very quickly here so we can get to the games. Let's do it. Sam Bradford was limited. Do you expect him to play against Minnesota, Sam Brad, or against Tampa Bay, Sam Bradford? Not sure yet. Yeah, it's It's not one that's definitive. Okay. Jordan Howard was limited in practice. Do you expect Howard? Yes. Sounds like it. But I like Tariq Cohen better. People have been tweeting me about uh, Terrell Pryor, his Instagram account, and him showing his ankle. Have you guys seen this? Yes. Is it real? Like I didn't, I didn't want to bring it up. I didn't know if it was real or not. I don't think, no, he's, on, I don't think he's on the injury report. No, but he's got a pretty messed up ankle. But do you care? No. I think this is their best game yet from a passing standpoint for the Reds. Yeah, that seems to be what... Uh, what we're all thinking here, J.J. Nelson is a hamstring issue. We expect him to play. J.J. Nelson? Yes. All right, let's go through the tight ends. Do you expect them to play? Gronkowski? Yes. Jimmy Graham? No. No. Tyler Eifert? No. He's already not expected to play. Jordan Reed? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Arians expects more carries for Chris Johnson. Jay Ajayi has missed two straight practices but will likely play this week at the Jets. Devontae Parker, do we expect him? Yes, but we'll find out today. Carolina's going to ride the hot-handed running back. We'll talk about that game. Uh, DeMarco Murray did not practice. Do you expect DeMarco Murray against Seattle? There no. seems to, there actually seems to be some optimism that he'll practice on Friday and play on Sunday. We don't want that to be the case. We want to see Derrick Henry get that big opportunity. 
You know, I think we'll be able to talk about that in our mailbag show, which will air on Saturday. We're recording this afternoon, so we sh- hopefully we'll have an update. Tampa Bay defensive tackle Gerald McCoy was limited Thursday after not practicing Wednesday. Um, but Quan Alexander remained out. If McCoy's out, that would really help Dalvin Cook. Green Bay linebacker Nick Perry having hand surgery. He's a good player. Do you expect Rob Kelly? Yes. Melvin Gordon? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, he popped up on the injury report on Thursday. But he but should be fine. Let's see what happens on Friday. But as of now, yes. Chris Hogan? Yeah, brother. Danny Amendola? Yes, yes brother. Ooh. Terrence West? He practiced on Friday, and he's going to make the trip to London, so the Ravens must think he's got a chance to play. Well, they haven't practiced yet. He's on the flight. He's on the flight. But no, he he's listed as practicing on Friday. Uh, I think they're already there. Maybe they, they might already be practicing. Maybe. Maybe they practice on the plane. Week three sleepers. Can you guys just give me some names real quick? Sleepers that you're you know putting in your lineups? Flexes? Not um, obvious yeah. guys? How about Jay Cutler? That's not a flex necessarily, but a quarterback. If you're not happy with Mariota, you're nervous about Jameis. Cutler, Dalton, Simeon, and Palmer would all be sleeper quarterbacks this week. Um, Mixon, Stewart, Sproles, uh, still Buck Allen, even if Terrence West plays. Chris Thompson, Duke Johnson, Theo Riddick. Uh, who's your favorite? James White. Who's your, hold on, who's your, yeah, James all right, we'll throw White in there. Of those pass catching running backs, Riddick, Johnson, uh, Thompson and White. Who's your favorite? Oh, Riddick by a mile, given yeah. his opponent. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if Riddick's going to be the best though, because I think Amir Abdullah. We talked about this. He can catch the ball too. I think they could both do damage against Atlanta. Yeah, but of this group, Riddick is my favorite by far. I think I like James White the best. And then I would put Duke Johnson second. Uh, James White's in there. Buck Allen would be at the top of the list if Terrence West was out. Buck Allen would be number one by far. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, you have Devin Funches, Rashard Higgins, Jermaine Curse. Funchess um, is a good one. I like Funchess. Uh, Kendall Wright. Okay, cool. Adam Thielen, Danny Amendola. Should we play Danny beat Amendola's the waiver wire? Good. Should we look ahead the next week? Would you like to? I don't know. No, I'd rather get to the games. I just, I okay. will say this that I'm surprised. I didn't realize that Jacksonville and Baltimore are not. They don't have buys next week, even though they're playing in London. Um, yep. But that's uh, not a thing anymore. Right. A lot of teams proved last year that they can get through that. Okay. Have the buy later in the year. Elijah McGuire, that was the one guy I wanted to mention because we because Heath and I talked about running back stashes yesterday, like Wendell Smallwood and Jalen Richard and Orleans Darkwa. Elijah McGuire, we didn't talk about. Is there a reason to pick him up now just to see what happens for the Jets this week? Depends on how deep your bench is, and depends on how much you want to trust anybody on the Jets. Yeah, I I'd know. also say if uh, if you want to speculate, I, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole again, but um, Jamal Williams. If the Packers are going to take some work off Ty Montgomery, as one beat writer suggested. Or, they're, sorry, the running backs coach suggests. Okay, and then uh, Carson Palmer gets the Niners next week. Jay Cutler gets the Saints next week. And Andy Dalton is at Cleveland next week. So you might be able to start these guys for two straight weeks, weeks three and four. Palmer, yep. Cutler, and Dalton. I right, check out this uh, this squad I've got for fantasy this week. Tom Brady, Devontae Freeman, and Ty Montgomery, Antonio Brown, and Odell Beckham. That's pretty good. That's it. Five players competing against three other fantasy owners. This was on the draft app. I drafted this team last night. It took about three minutes to do the draft. It was really fun. Uh, and uh, the draft app's great. I love playing Daily Fantasy on draft, so search draft in your app store. Download the draft app or go to playdraft.com. If you want to play right on your uh, on your computer, your big desktop, your laptop. And use our promo code FFTODAY for free entry into a money game. That's FFTODAY. 
That's the promo code. So look, draft is different. It's daily, it's weekly fantasy football, but not like the other guys. On draft, you play real live snake drafts with other people. So if you like doing snake drafts, and I know you do, you like fantasy football, you're gonna love playing on draft. You can win some money. Drafts start from just one dollar, so there's a draft out there for everyone. And for a limited time only, all new players get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use our promo code FF today. Again, play a real money game for free. Just use our promo code FF today on your first deposit on draft. That's the draft app or playdraft.com. I highly recommend it. Oakland at Washington. We get going with the games here. Um, Oakland, man, Oakland, they had five Long trips in their first five games, uh, road games last year. So here they are uh, at Tennessee in week one and at Washington in week three. They are road warriors, and they usually put up big numbers. But let's start with the, the Redskins. Well, which quarterback do you like better in this game, guys? Carr. Carr? Okay. But we like we love Not them both. Me. If there were a B word, this game would be pretty bananas. Let's just let – no, no, no. I don't even want you to think about it like that. I think what you should say is the uh, ambassadors to wagering on pro and college sporting events in Las Vegas believe that this is going to be a high-scoring game. Mm -hmm. It's the highest-scoring total of the week. And because of that, you can expect lots of points to be scored. And that means lots of numbers for the quarterbacks involved. Yay. Okay. Something I'll be keeping an eye on for long term is I I mentioned Gary and Conley yesterday cornerback rookie for the Raiders and their second year safety I think he's second year Carl Joseph is also playing really well so we'll see they did a good but job Sean Smith may not play though I thought he was trending into in the good direction and look I'm not uh I'm, I'm not making these decisions for this week like yeah it's all systems go for the Redskins but if they do have a good game the Raiders defense maybe we start taking them a little bit more seriously but for now Cousins is a top eight quarterback. Tell me about the uh, Redskins running backs, Jamie, and what you're doing with these guys. Uh, I think you got to avoid them in standard leagues if Kelly plays and Thompson is worth a uh, low-end starting option or flex in PPR. Uh, Thompson would be my favorite regardless because I don't know if Kelly at less than 100% will make it through the game or will be effective. And Thompson is clearly going to be involved regardless, so... Uh, you almost wish if you have Thompson in PPR that Kelly sits. Uh, Samaj P. Run would be hands off regardless. That's disappointing because I feel like if Kelly were healthy, he'd be a pretty good start this week, right? I would agree. If he was healthy, yeah. he would be a uh, low-end starting option. Flex he would be player. okay, like a flex maybe. Yep. All right, Terrell Pryor is a start. And I'll, as we get into more games, I'll start, you know, circling back to the Redskins guys, comparing them to others so you have a better idea. But Heath and I talked about Pryor yesterday. Jamison Crowder, are you guys going to start Jamison Crowder, who has seven catchers for 61 yards on 12 targets through two games? Jay Gruden didn't step down when asked about Crowder this week and talked about how they want to get him certainly a little bit more involved and that he will come around and will still be in that uh, two-receiver formation that we – kind of bought into is one of the reasons to like Jamison Crowder this season. Again, expected to be a high-scoring game. We know that Kirk Cousins should put the ball in the air a lot. We don't know how effective Jordan Reed will be if he plays. The door should be open for Crowder to get some more opportunities, and the slot matchup is going to be very good for him against the Raiders. I think it's TJ Carey that plays Nickelback for them, and and that's an exploitable matchup. He plays Nickelback like in the locker room. That is terrible. And he's also their slot corner. Oh, that Nickelback, right? 
Uh, James well, it could be both. It could be both. I don't know. I don't know what TJ Carey listens to to get him pumped up before the game. Some people listen to uh, Streisand. Mm-hmm. Other people listen to Kiss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe TJ Carey is down with a little bit of Nickelback. Listens to Nickelback. Uh, Jameson Crowder or Des Bryant? I'd go Des. Uh, I think it's close. I'll tell you how it ranked. Probably have Des one spot higher, but it's uh, not going to be easy for. Des, there's a higher ceiling this week for Jameson Crowder. Did you guys talk about Des on Thursday's podcast? Yes, we did. I know you guys, J- Dave, you like him. Jamie, I don't mind him this week. Number two. Yeah, he's going to get shut down by Peterson. I mean, it's interesting. Uh, wide receivers did really well against the Car- the Cardinals last year. Um, Peterson gave up not much, but he gave up a touch. Uh, that game's coming up shortly. Okay. Touchdown to Marvin Jones in week one. Save it. Save it. All right. Jordan Reed's a top five tight end. You got to start him if he plays. If he doesn't play, how much would you like Vernon Davis this week? Plenty. Because he'd get a big opportunity with Jordan Reed out of there. Would you like He'd be another one of these. He'd be at the bottom of the list of tight ends you could stream for week three. He'd be at the bottom? He wouldn't be ahead of like, uh, would he be ahead of Jason Witten? No. Not for me. Uh, Yeah, he would be. Would Vernon Davis? I, I, I have a lot more optimism for him. Okay, so would you go with like Vernon Davis or uh, Jared Cook in the same game? Davis. All right, Davis. Uh, I might go Cook. I like Cook's matchup. Yeah, Cook is seventy percent owned. He's nineteenth for Jamie. He's fifteenth for Dave. He's nineteenth for Heath. He's a little bit higher than that in PPR for everybody. Actually, same for J- for Dave. He's fifteenth. Um, Washington. So far, they've given up 90 yards to a, t- to a tight end in two straight games. The Everett, Gerald Everett one was a little fluky. And they are really bad against good tight ends last year. But all of those guys had more than six targets, which is what Cook has gotten in each of the first two games. So bottom line, Cook is 70% owned. If you're desperate, he's not a terrible option. There are a lot of guys who fit that description this week. Um, we love Derek Carr. Fifth for Jamie, third for Dave, ninth for Heath. He's only thrown 60 passes in two games, and he's been dominant. The Oakland running backs this week, guys. Give me your thoughts on the Oakland running backs. The only one you can start with confidence is Marshawn. You just don't know what you're going to get out of the other guys. Okay. So start Marshawn, number two running back. Would you start Jalen? I'd say he's number one this week, just given the injuries and the situation we're dealing with. and He should get more work this week in what should be a more competitive game. Jalen Richard or Chris Thompson? Thompson. Thompson. Jalen Richard or Rob Kelly? Kelly. Kelly. Okay. Are you at all concerned about Amari Cooper as Alshon Jeffrey and Sammy Watkins have each scored three fantasy points against the Redskins? Based on where he lines up, he'll see the most of Josh Norman, so it's a little troubling. But it's uh it's hard to get away from him completely, given the fact that Norman will not move around, so if they do move Cooper around a little bit, then he should be okay. Cooper or Crowder? Cooper. Cooper. All right, so he's still a top 20 guy. He's not a total stud this week. Cooper or Crabtree? I kind of dig Crabtree. Crabtree might be in a better situation. I might need to reevaluate that. But I have them very close. I think one is uh, I have you have Cooper yeah. 16, Crabtree 18. Though I, I'll tell you the one thing I, I don't like about it is that I feel like I'm weighing – and I'm not doing this purposely, but people might view it this way that like, oh, Crabtree had three touchdowns last week, so let's put him in the top 12. Where Cooper didn't have three touchdowns last week, let's just put him in the top, you know, 20 or whatever it ends up being. I, I just think that Crabtree is, anytime we're in a game where the Raiders are expected to be in a shootout, this guy's gonna score. It seems safe. And I think the yardage will be pretty decent on top of it. Alright, let's go to the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers. 
This 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 smells like the best game of the week to me. Um, I, I'm I'm not sure what to really make of the Chargers so far. I, I'm I'm a little nervous about saying that Philip Rivers is a risky start this week. Are you having 15? Yeah, like Heath and I talked about Rivers yesterday. So uh, just so this isn't an hour and 40 minute show, can you give me quickly why you guys differ on Rivers? Jamie, you have him 11th ahead of Cutler and Simeon and Dalton. Dave, you have Rivers 15th, uh, also ahead of Cutler and Simeon, but. You just have a lot of other, like you have Palmer, Mariota, Winston ahead of Rivers. Jamie, kick it off. Why do you have Rivers in your top 12? Real quick, guys. Uh, I, I think he's playing great. Um, you know, he did really well in week one against a tough matchup against Denver and, uh, played well, didn't have a second touchdown, but his, um, you know, completion percentage was fantastic over 300 yards against the Dolphins. And I think Kansas City's defense without Eric Berry in there is just not the same. So, his offensive line's holding up. That should help him against a good pass rush. I know he doesn't have a very good track record against the Chiefs, but his weapons are as good as they've been ever. I hate the track record against the Chiefs. Six straight without 20 fantasy points, and I'm worried about that offensive line getting deluged by the Chiefs' pass rush. All right, we'll stick with the Chargers, and obviously you're going to start Melvin Gordon. Um, Keenan Allen could be a stud this week. Tyrell Williams, we said he said sit yesterday. Any disagreement? He just hasn't no. done enough. He does have probably one of the more favorable matchups on the field based on where he lines up and where Peters lines up. So that could help him, but it's just hard to trust him right now given the fact that he's not in the top three of targets for this team behind Allen, Henry, and uh, Gordon, at least coming off of week two. You don't think that they kind of sacrifice uh, Tyrell along with some other receivers on that side of the field against Peters? Because I don't think Peters is going to follow Keenan Allen. No. So I wonder if they just kind of send whoever over there, whether it's him or I mean, look, they, Inman they or they, Benjamin, and they they threw to him on Chris Harris in Week One, but he's just not producing big plays yet. So with Benjamin healthy, that's their downfield threat. With Allen healthy, that's their every play threat. And Williams is what this is what I feared with him is he's fending for whatever's left over when the tight ends are involved. Tyrell Williams or Jermaine Curse. Curse. Oh, I think Curse is actually the smarter play. Okay. Certainly, volume will be in his favor. All right, so back to this game here. I think the Chargers, you know, fairly easy. Um, but do you like Hunter Henry this week against the Chiefs with no Eric Berry? Yeah, uh, I think you start him because who else are you going to go with? The only the only tight ends that I have that might be on your waiver wire that you could use are Doyle, Witten, Ebron, and Watson. It's four pretty good options. Yeah, there's no way I'm playing those guys over him. Yeah, I'm not. I'm again nervous about the Chiefs and what they do and how they scheme up against. When they had Barry on the, the field Sharks. last year in Week 17, both tight ends scored against them. So no, no, I think Barry got Barry got hurt in the first half of that game. I don't know when the. Do you know when the touchdowns came in? Came? Uh, no, but I can check. If you want yeah, to. Uh, well, it's okay. I, but that's I was just going to bring that up. I mean, look, it doesn't matter because they don't have Barry. <laughs> in fact, right. is is Gates you know a good desperation play? Six yards and a touchdown. <laughs> uh, sure. All right. Uh, you're just hoping for that. Uh, for the Chiefs, Alex Smith or Phillip Rivers? Uh, Rivers. I would go Rivers. All right. So we don't really like Smith this week. Uh, Kareem Hunt, yes. Tyreek Hill, you guys have him ranked pretty high. You have him as a top 15 guy. Um, in PPR, I think Jamie has him 16th, Dave 14th, Heat 18th. Uh, why are you confident in Tyreek Hill this week? Jason Barrett's not going to play. That's that's a very good start. And the other, even if he did, 
you you know what type of a receiver Hill is. He's just got that type of big play potential. And oh, some I, weeks he's going to be awesome, and some weeks he'll struggle. I would downgrade him if if Verrett was able to play, but they're down one of their best corners. And you saw last week, Casey Hayward's good, but he can't cover everybody. Okay, Tampa Bay is at Minnesota. Jameis Winston. If Bradford plays, would you start Bradford over Winston? No, no. Do you? Because like- he's not right. If if he was right, it'd be a, a different conversation, but. He's not right. Do you like Jameis Winston this week, or are you getting away from him? I'd get away from him. I, I'm benching him in one league for Cutler and another league for Palmer. I mean, Minnesota. Yeah, I'm fine. Minna- I'm, I'm, you're I'm fine definitely with fine with the Cutler. Oh, with Cutler. Uh, Minnesota sure. has held Drew Brees to 17 fantasy points, Ben Roethlisberger to 21 fantasy points in Pittsburgh with a terrible offense. Yes, yeah, they're very good. Minnesota's terrible offense. So, yeah, this is obviously Both defenses tough. are good. Yeah, this could be this is, could be a Costanza. Um so Simeon or Winston? Sorry, I don't know if you guys said that. Simeon or Winston? I'd go Simeon. Simeon. All right. But neither one is in my top 12. Jacquez Rogers. I mean, you Simeon. know, he's going to get work. Do we like him this week? No. no. I mean, you know, they, they made Le'Veon Bell grind out 87 yards last week. Um, you know, you want to say that they contained the Saints running game. Uh, they probably would have been able to do that if they weren't a great defense, but they are a great defense. And so Rogers. Uh, is, is at this point, work will be there for him, but he's touchdown dependent. And you don't want to rely on that against a good defense. Jacquez Rogers or Chris Thompson? Thompson. Yep. Even in standard? Yep. Alright, so if you have like Theo I think, Riddick, I think you're hoping him. for six fantasy points from Rogers. If he scores, it doubles. But if he doesn't score, and I don't think there's a great opportunity for him to score, then you know what you're dealing with. This is a very good defense. And I think they'll mess with Jameis too. All right, yesterday he said, I don't care about the matchups. I'm starting Mike Evans. You guys agree? Yep. yep. All right, Deshaun Jackson, kind of a number three receiver this week. Let's go Jermaine Curse, Tyrell Williams, Deshaun Jackson. How would you rank them? Uh, I would go with uh, Jackson, Curse. Who was the third one? Tyrell. Jackson, Curse, Tyrell. I think what people will like about the matchup for Deshaun. There's two things. Number one, he probably won't see much of Xavier Rhodes. The Vikings, I think they'd be smart to put Rhodes on Evans. And that could actually make it hard on Evans. Maybe we should take another look at him and consider downgrading him among the elite receivers, not necessarily saying he's a sit or anything like that. Maybe you just don't use him in daily. Obviously, there's a lot of potential with him. But Deshaun will see a lot of Trey Waynes and uh, the other cornerbacks there in Minnesota. And Jameis took shots at him last week, and they were very, very close. You can tell that they're a little bit out of rhythm, but in in a couple of weeks, they're absolutely going to be on the same page, and it will make this offense bombastic. <laughs> yeah, for what it's worth, I think he I think he's okay as a flex. For what it's worth, Minnesota has allowed a 50 yard pass play in each of its first two games. Last year, they allowed only five pass plays of 40 or more yards all season, second fewest in the NFL. I'd still, I mean. I'm not starting Deshaun Jackson, but in that same league, I didn't start Sammy Watkins. So what the hell do I know? Um, the if you want to, if we say that Evans is going to do what he does and Deshaun Jackson's going to do well, then how can we say that Jameis yeah. Winston's going to have a bad game? He'd have to throw three interceptions. If you want to feel it's better about Mike, if you want to feel better about Mike Evans, he scored. He had big games at Arizona, at Kansas City, huge game against Seattle last year. So he's very good. Uh, Cameron Brait, no, right? No Brait. No. Nope. Sam Bradford, if he plays, they're kind of hesitant to start him. He's 53% owned. Dalvin Cook is uh, top 13, top 12 for you guys. Even if Gerald McCoy plays, you're okay with Cook? Yep. All right. 
And the wide receivers from Minnesota. Yeah, what did we do? I mean, all right, tell me. What do we do with the wide receivers from Minnesota? Jamie. I think they're both number three options. Diggs is going to have the tougher matchup of the two uh, between him and Thielen because he will still line up more on the outside than Thielen will, who's been more of their slot guy. So I would not love the scenario if Sam Bradford doesn't play. If Bradford does play, that clearly helps things. But you saw what the uh, downside could be last week when Keenum was under center for them. So um, PPR, I think they're both still potential starters for you. Uh, certainly three receiver leagues, but standard formats. You may want to avoid them. Do you think that part of the reason why they really stunk last week was because Keenum didn't get a full week's worth of practice with them? Maybe got I mean, thrust into the starting sure. job late in the week. And, and maybe this week, I know Bradford's been limited, but maybe Keenum's had a, more of an opportunity to get on the same page with these guys, and they might have some better chances. Certainly could help, but I, I really buy into this Tampa Bay defense, too. They have two great corners in Hargraves and Grimes. They have a very good pass rush. I still don't think that this Vikings offensive line is as good as they looked in week one because they played a terrible opponent. And so if Keenum's under center, I would try and avoid the Vikings receivers. Oh, terrible. If possibly but, what, but what if he's not? Like, Are they number two guys if Bradford's playing? I don't think I'll move them very much. You know, Diggs maybe a couple spots. Thielen's probably going to stay in the number three range. It, it just, it, it's buying into Tampa Bay's defense. They're, they're going to be, they were very good at the end of last season once Mike Smith got them doing what, what he wanted them to do. And they're you know, for one game against a crappy team, they're off to a good start. But I, I just like the talent on that side of the ball. All right, start Kyle Rudolph. And then the Bucks defense will be really interesting if Bradford doesn't play. If Bradford doesn't play, would you rather start the Bucks or the Vikings? Uh, the Bucks. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, Vikings not a great, great start this week. So you might not want to put them in your FanDuel lineup. And you have waited and waited and waited. Fantasy football is back in full swing, and I hope you've been playing on FanDuel.com. And I hope you signed up with our promo code CBSPOD, because if you do that, you get a free entry into the NFL Sunday Million. That's pretty awesome. Look, over 2.5 million players have won a cash prize playing fantasy sports on FanDuel. I've got my FanDuel lineup. I will share it with you at the end of the show, which at this rate is probably going to be in about three hours. But... Uh, fantasy football is, is, this is for everyday fans of fantasy football. You just play more and more and more, enter multiple contests a week, enter 50-50s, enter tournaments, head-to-heads. They start at just $1. Pick a contest, choose your team, watch your score real time. It's, it's amazing. There's, there's no reason not to play daily fantasy on FanDuel.com. If you love fantasy football, you will love FanDuel. Again, sign up on FanDuel.com, click the join now button, and use our code CBSPOD. Get free entry into the NFL Sunday Million. The code again is CBS Pod. Seattle at Tennessee. Starter sit Russell Wilson. Starter sit Mar- Marcus Mariota. I think Mariota is easier to get away from of the two, just given the matchup, the pass rush of the Seahawks, the secondary of the Seahawks, and the lack of weapons that have even halfway decent matchups for Mariota. Winston's the tougher one. He's still in my top 12. It's a little bit by default, but I, I'm... I'm nervous about this being a low-scoring game. Now, I was nervous about Thursday night's game being a low-scoring game, and look what happened. I don't know if a shootout is going to break out between these two teams. I'm going to end up starting Wilson in a couple of leagues. As much as I like Wentz, I would take Wilson ahead of him. But I've got Cutler ahead of him. I like Cutler's matchup better. I think Cutler could, could end up with a nice, safe stat line compared to Wilson. Does it make you a little bit nervous to see that Jared Goff just shredded this 49ers defense and Russell Wilson struggled against them? At home. Yeah. And, and he hasn't looked good so far through two games. Um, the, uh, the flip side of that would be is that at some point, 
they're going to start to click a little bit offensively, certainly in their passing game, because Doug Baldwin has yet to play well. Uh, but Tyler Lockett seemingly getting healthy, got nine targets last week. Paul Richardson's going to play through the finger dislocation, but he scored a touchdown even while he was hurt. Um, I don't even know if it matters with Jimmy Graham because we saw those receivers in 2015 play a lot better when Graham was out. So Wilson, Heath alluded to this Sunday night that he, you know, finally started to run a little bit toward the end of that game last week against San Francisco. Um, I don't know if he's going to be in the 25 plus point range, but I could see this being his first 20 point game. And so I would still start him if I have him. Like in, in the, I think I have him in one league. I'm not getting away from him, but, um, I, you know, it clearly depends on who else you have. Like I, I'm not going to make a move to pick up Cutler. I'm not going to make a move to pick up, uh, Dalton or Palmer yet as the Russell Wilson owner. This is, this is another week I think where you could still buy into him. There's one other thing we should say, and that is he missed on a, he didn't miss his receivers dropped touchdowns last week. Yep. And that's obviously something that's going to make any quarterback stats look bad. And as far as Mariota goes, try to get away from him. The guys have Alex Smith ahead of him, Carson Palmer ahead of him. Heath is a little higher on Mariota, but Dave and Jamie are not. He's like 18th or 19th. Uh, now, Heath and I talked a lot about the running backs in this game yesterday. So Chris Carson is a solid number two running back. We'll, we'll talk more about him as we compare him to other players. But now that uh, we're thinking DeMarco Murray may not play, you know, would you rather have Chris Carson this week or Derrick Henry? Henry for me. If Murray is out, Henry. If Murray is in, Carson. All right. I think I'll take Henry either way. Really? Yeah. Well, you're kind of low Even on Carson. You've been 23rd. Yeah, I, I think he's a low-end number two running back. There's no guarantee about how much work he's going to get. I think he should be the every down back. I thought he should have been coming out of the preseason. But couldn't you say the same thing about Henry? There's no guarantee how much work he's going to get if Murray's healthy? If, if Murray's healthy, I would imagine he wouldn't be in a in a heavy workload. It could be a split, and it could be something where Henry handles the rushing downs and Murray handles the passing downs. See, I, w- I would anticipate if Murray plays that Carson would get more touches just based on what we saw last week because both could potentially be in timeshares, but one would be coming off of a tremendous game with a suspect group around him. The other would be coming off a tremendous game with a much more proven guy around him. Are you starting any wide receiver in this game other than Doug Baldwin? No, I don't want to. Okay, Seattle DST, top 10. Might not be a great week for them, but you're still going to start them. The Saints are at the Carolina Panthers. Uh, all right, we talked about Drew Brees yesterday, and Heath is, is not concerned, and you guys aren't really either. You guys have him ninth. Heath has Brees third. So if you have Kirk Cousins, if you have Derek Carr, you could start them over Drew Brees. The Saints running backs, do you feel comfortable starting? This is going to be Mark Ingram's week. I don't know if he's going to do oh, well. Wow. It's a tough a matchup. It's a tough matchup, but he's going to get more. He's going to get the work. What do you think? So what does that mean? Like 12 carries for 36 I'm yards? Not, I'm not starting four him. catches for another 30 yards? I'm not starting he's him because... He's 60 or 70 yards. He's a little bit more appealing in PPR. Yeah. He's been averaging four and a half catches per game. This week is bad. Adam, I have, uh, we have him in the Dynasty League team that we share. No. <laughs> um, and uh, he's on the bench for Christian McCaffrey, Chris Carson... And I think only I think we only started two running backs in that league because we started two flexes, mm-hmm. and we went with uh, Pierre Garcon and who's oh uh, Buck Allen. Yeah, no, Buck, totally Buck. cool. Not this week, but the you know it's going to start becoming his job again. Get that Peterson guy out of here. You know what's fun about that dynasty league, Adam? That I'm not on the emails anymore. That we share. Well, you would have been happy with this. Uh, somebody dropped Julian Edelman. 
Oh. And we picked him up. Oh, very good. Good job. Good yeah, job. Yeah, so we have Julian Edelman next year for nothing. Terrific. So um Michael Thomas is a go. Any anyone else? Uh, oh, no nobody's gonna start like Brandon Coleman. Starter said Kobe Fleener. Look, there's two great trends if you want to buy into it. Uh three games in a row where Willie Sneed has been out going back to last year. Three games where Kobe Fleener scored a touchdown. He faced the Panthers twice as a member of the Saints last year. Scored in both of those games. So touchdown should be in his uh in his future for this week. All right. Fleener or Martellus Bennett? I'd go Bennett. Bennett. All right. So they're both starts. Uh Cam Newton, you guys like Cam Newton this week. Jamie's your start of the week. He's number three for you. Yep. I think this will be his best game. Um uh it's a little bit on hope, but uh there's there's a good chance that he has um you know the uh the game against the Saints that you were hoping for him to have against the Bills and the 49ers. Um the last two quarterbacks to face New Orleans, they're averaging they average 33 fantasy points per game and in uh Cam's 12 game history against New Orleans, he's averaging 23 fantasy points per game. It's very weird though because he has six games with uh I think it's 27 or more points and six games with 16 or less. Against the Saints? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, last year he, he was bad in the home game. He was great at New Orleans. So that was my Yeah, the home game, though, was after he hurt his shoulder. Okay. Okay, so Cam, look, start him this week and, and let's hope for the best. And then which running back do you like better, guys, for this for the Panthers? Still McCaffrey, but it's very close. They're both I like good. Stewart because of the potential to – Sit on the lead in this game mm-hmm. and attack that Saints defense. And and again, you know, you want to look at track record. Last five games against New Orleans, ninety-two carries, four hundred and five yards, and five touchdowns. Woo! How about yeah, give me Stewart? Would you start these guys over Chris Carson? Yes, uh, I would. Um, McCaffrey, yes, definitely in PPR, and probably Stewart. I think it's just a little bit more safety with those guys. Stewart, McCaffrey, Carson. Stewart, McCaffrey, Carson. So I have it right. How about? Yeah, I may go Carson over Stewart and Standard leagues. How about um? You mean Carson over Stewart and Standard, or Carson over McCaffrey and Standard? Carson over Stewart and Standard league. So I think you, you I think might McCaffrey's go McCaffrey. The best running back of that group. You I think might... this is McCaffrey's best game. Hmm. Kelvin Benjamin, a must start. Kelvin Benjamin, or well, you guys have Kelvin Benjamin in your top ten, so start start him. Uh, Devin Funches or Rob Kelly. Funches. Funches has more upside. Cam made some great throws to him last week, and he actually looked pretty good running around. He's just he just doesn't have great hands. He's probably going to drop a few. The catch rate's an issue, but the matchup is beautiful. Funches or Crowder? I might take the shot uh, on Funches. Crowder. All right, Funches is only thirty-two percent owned, and Ed Dixon is about twentieth. So, you know, deep sleeper. Cincinnati at Green Bay. Well, I didn't ask you guys which wide receivers do you expect to play for uh, for Green Bay? Not Cobb, but Jordy. Jordy, yeah. he, he's been practicing. Got to think he's going to play. All right, we know that we're starting Aaron Rodgers. We know that, and Montgomery's easy. The Bengals have had a lot of success against outside receivers going back to last year. Hesitant at all with, let's say, Devontae Adams? Hey, you're going to start Jordy Nelson, but Devontae Adams, are you hesitant at all? Nah, no. They can't contain this offense. They're not playing the Texans this week. A.J. Green is a start here. Obviously, Dalton over Mariota? Yeah. 
I think this is Dalton's best game so far. That's not saying much because he <laughs> has a total of four fantasy points through two games. But I think there, there's two things working in his favor. They want to speed up the offense. Laser's got a track record of leaning on his quarterbacks. And they're going to be chasing points. So we typically see teams in Green Bay, especially uh, when their offense is right, having to come and come from behind efforts. And so I, I think that uh, the loss of Mike Daniels for the Packers, if he's out, is going to really impact that defense in a big way. I also don't buy into the secondary. They, they've done an amazing job against Russell Wilson and Matt Ryan in consecutive weeks. I don't know if really that's – I think part of the reason why they've done so well is because those quarterbacks haven't thrown a lot against mm-hmm. Green Bay. Right. Both of them under 30 pass attempts. Dalton's going to attempt 35 passes. In this oh, game. more. Over. 36? <laughs> I'll, I'll go over 40. <laughs> well, right. So let's go to the Cincinnati running game. Because Martellus Bennett, just to finish up with the Packers, Martellus Bennett is a solid start this week. He's uh top 10 guy. Sixth for Jamie. He's 11th for Dave. And sixth for Heath. So you can start Bennett. Uh But... And tight end's kind of weak this week, let's be honest. A lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what was I saying? Oh, Joe Mixon would obviously be your, I'm thinking it would be your favorite, but if it's a passing game, maybe Gio Bernard is a sleeper if they're trailing. I, that's kind of how I feel about it. And the thing I've noticed from watching this offense through two weeks, and yes, you can feel bad for me for watching this offense, Gio plays a lot. He's in in passing situations. He's in in the two-minute drill. He's played as many snaps as Mixon and Hill combined. We had a long talk on FFT about Joe Mixon and why he should be the guy, which I agree with. Jamie's making the point for it. Jamie's got him as a start this week. But we're not the coaches in Cincinnati, and so far they've been pretty dumb with how they've gone about their running game. I think Giovanni Bernard in a PPR league could be better than Mixon this week. I yep. think he could end up catching a lot of passes. And if Dalton's throwing 40 passes, then Gio should theoretically play a lot more. As much as Gio has played uh, on passing downs, Mixon has... Four catches to his three, um, so they're still using Mixon in the passing game uh, in terms of throwing the ball to their guys as much, if not more, than Gio. Uh, targets were, let's see, Gio's got six, Mixon's got four, so they are looking for, for Gio in that regard. I just think that after what Marvin Lewis said, jobs are on the line, the fact that they made the coordinator change, that they're staring down 0-2, that Mike Daniels is out, there are a lot of things pointing in the favor of the guy who's been their touch leader, and I just don't understand why if you're going to make him your touch leader, don't make it 10 or 12 or 13, whatever the case has been. Give him 15 plus. Give him 20 plus. Put Jeremy Hill in a, in a, in a reserve role. Uh, use Gio on pass downs. Yes, I think Gio's a, a potential sleeper in, in PPR, as you guys alluded to. But this should be the game where Mixon gets a full workload. Slow down the opposing team's offense, which is better than yours, and speed up your offense by getting the best, faster, more uh, talented players on the field. That being said, so it's a leap of faith. It's 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 the thought of do you want to have Chris Carson in your lineup when he breaks out or watching him break out. So it's not a across the board. You have to start Joe Mixon. I'm I have Mixon in one league where uh, unlucky 0 and 2 start for a couple different circumstances, and I'm facing a team that's just loaded. So I'm putting all my uh, my my best bullets in, in in the gun and saying here we go. And I think Joe Mixon has. A, a breakout game this week against Green Bay. Okay. But yeah, it's kind of a Hail Mary. Just, it is a gamble. So we're not totally, you have to totally understand. Him. Yep. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. So is there a sleeper in the Cincinnati passing game considering Tyler Eifert will be out? Just give me a name or a yes or a no. LaFell. Brandon LaFell. Okay. Deep, sle- deep sleeper. Is that fair? Deep sleeper. Hey, DFS look, you, sleeper. You saw, you saw, uh, Sanu 
you know, secondary receiver, take advantage of them. Mm-hmm. I think LaFell could be in a similar situation. All right, we go to Dallas at Arizona. Anybody you want to start other than Zeke? We're going to start Zeke. But, Dave, you we're not starting Prescott. You want to start um, Dez, though. He's got a good track record against Patrick Peterson. He's yeah, played against him twice. He scored on him twice. One game he didn't he, have a lot of catches or yards. dominated him in the last matchup in 2014, and he got a garbage-time touchdown on two catches for 14 yards. So he got completely No, I don't want that to be the stat line. For every every story uh, coming out of that game was that was Patrick Peterson's breakout game after he dealt with the diabetes issue and after he got his big contract because he didn't get off to a good start that season, but he completely owned Des Bryant in that game. So I don't think Des is going to have a good game at all. Okay. I love the targets, and we always talk about how you can buy into targets, and 25 targets has to mean something. And Absolutely. the fact that this is going to be a game where I almost wonder if Denver laid out an interesting blueprint for how to take down Dallas. They really clogged the gaps of the offensive line and kind of dared Dak to throw. And lesser teams with bad defenses um, would struggle in that regard. Arizona, I don't know if they if they stick Peterson on Dez, it's still going to mean a lot of one-on-one matchups, and I think Dak is still going to fire at Dez in those matchups. I don't mind him this week. I think he can score. It's expected to be a fairly high-scoring game. I, I, I think Dez won't disappoint you. You think it'll be a high-scoring game? I, that's what the line says. Yeah, I, I would tend to think it's more low-scoring if these teams perform the way they've been performing because Arizona's offense does not look good. Uh, clearly, injuries have been a part of that. And Dallas doesn't typically put up big, big numbers when they're facing competitive defenses. Um, the one thing that also concerns me about Dez is that it took a perfect back shoulder throw against a keep to lead for him to score a touchdown in that game last week. So the targets are fantastic. It's, it's certainly something, and I'll go back to what I said about Dez when we were talking about his tough matchups in the preseason. You want to see great players make, you want to trust in great players because they tend to make great plays. And he's getting the opportunities. They took shots against the Giants. He struggled. They took shots against Denver. He came through with the touchdown. I think there's going to be another game where he struggles. So he's more of a number three receiver for me. Jason Witten or Kobe Fleener? Fleener. Witten for me. Jason Witten or Martellus Bennett? Witten for me still. Uh, if Cobb is, is out for sure, then I might make a change. Yeah, I think this is the letdown game for Witten coming up. Okay, we know that they struggled last week against Jack Doyle, but Arizona was number one against tight ends. Last season and completely shut down and keep run, and and they're coming home. You know, two straight road games coming back to Arizona. It's going to be a tough game for Dallas. Carson Palmer, seventy five percent owned, fifteenth for both of you guys, eleventh for Heath. So obviously, it's a good matchup, and we love JJ Nelson this week. Would you start JJ Nelson or Des Bryant? JJ Nelson, it's not close. I'd go Des. JJ Nelson or Amari Cooper? Uh, I might go Nelson. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree with that. And Larry Fitzgerald is ranked similarly to J.J. Nelson, right? He's behind for me. Me too. But the the uh, the Cowboys secondary is all made up. If they get Skandrick back, that'll be a tougher matchup for Fitzgerald to deal with. Chris Johnson or Joe Mixon? Um, Mixon. I'll, I'll take Johnson. Yeah? What do you expect? Oh, no, no, no. I, they're back-to-back in my rankings. I thought I had Johnson ahead of Mixon. Maybe it's a Freudian slip. Maybe I should say Johnson. He's expected to be the guy with the most carries for Arizona, believe it or not. Yes, C.J. Anderson just became the first running back in 12 games, including the postseason, to rush for more than 67 yards against Dallas. Uh, we'll see. So so Chris Johnson, let me do some flexes here. Chris Johnson or Devin Funchess? 
Bunches PPR. Johnson standard. Da- Jamie? I'm sorry. Johnson or Funches? Oh, Funches. Johnson or, um, Nelson Aguilar? Johnson. Alright. Uh, Johnson. Johnson or Macklin? Macklin. I might take Aguilar in PPR. Full point PPR? Okay. It was Aguilar or Man- or- No, now it's Macklin. There's two. Aguilar or Chris Johnson, and then Macklin or Chris Johnson. I would take Johnson over Macklin and Macklin over Aguilar. All right, so let's go to Baltimore at Jacksonville in London, 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. No Flacco. I love these games. Yeah, I do too. I love waking up and watching. No Flacco, no Bortles. Don't start these guys. Um, Fournette. Well, who's the best running back in this game? Let me ask you that. Fournette. If Javorius Allen is the only guy for Baltimore, it's Allen. Okay. Fair. Okay, and if and it might still be Allen anyway if Terrence West does play because he's not going to be 100. percent If both Ravens running backs play, which one do you prefer? Allen. Okay. I think it would have to be Allen at this point. So, who the heck are we starting in this game? <laughs> uh, uh, the Ravens' defense. <laughs> yeah. Ravens' defense should be good. Start with them. I'll take Justin Tucker, and I'll take Benjamin Watson. Yep, the Jaguars have allowed a ton of numbers to tight ends through two weeks, and if they say, "Well, we'll we'll button that up," this is the this is a bad opponent to try and button that up against. No Jacksonville. I think volume, I think volume will be there for Watson. No Jacksonville wide receivers. No. All right, Macklin or uh, let's see, let's see where he's ranked. Macklin or Kenny Galladay. I'll take a chance on Galladay. Yeah, I'll go Macklin. Macklin or Mohamed Sanu? Macklin. Um, that's an interesting one. Probably Macklin still, but Sanu could be good. Chris Carson or Leonard Fournette? Fournette. Carson. Derek Henry or Leonard Fournette? Henry. Henry, even if Murray plays. Wow, alright, so not, not expecting big things from Fournette this week, just kind of lowered expectations? This is a tough and stingy defense. They're gonna be without one of their big defensive linemen who didn't even make the trip, Brandon Williams. Might even be their best defensive lineman, but they've they've got uh they've got Jernigan too. Or no they don't. Uh they've they've got some they've got another guy. I can't remember who it is at the top of my head. But I think Fournette is just going to be in a situation where he's going to have to score. Yeah. And if Fournette. he doesn't score he's going to stink. He's going to be sixty yards. Light speed's too slow, guys. Prepare the ship for ludicrous speed. Cleveland at Indianapolis. We talked about these running backs on yesterday's show, so tune into that. And if we're not starting the running, or if we're not going to talk about the running backs, who in this game is worth talking about? Are there any players worth starting other than potentially Crowell and Frank Gore in Cleveland Indy? T.Y. Hilton? Yeah, would you start? As a third receiver. Hilton or Macklin? Hilton. Macklin. Hilton, where do you have Hilton, Jamie? Uh, top 30. Alright. Alright, come this on. This will be T-Y. his best game so far. Please, please, we need it. Jack Doyle. Yeah. Jack Doyle's worth starting. Number, he's uh, 71% owned. For sure. And he's still out there on the waiver wire in a couple of leagues. Right. I had a dream about him having a touchdown <laughs> and double digits and fancy points. Nice. I really did. I'm a weirdo, but I did. Yeah, so, so Fourth far. Quarter touchdown. So far, Jesse James scored two touchdowns, scored 16 fantasy points against Cleveland, and Ben Watson yeah. had eight catches for 91 yards. On eight targets. So Jack Doyle, definitely somebody worth getting. 71% owned. Uh, T.Y. Hilton or Chris Carson? Carson. Carson. 
done with this game. Atlanta at Detroit. Uh, no Vic Beasley for Atlanta, so that should help. But uh, for Matthew Stafford, no let, Courtney Upshaw either. Oh, let's. Yeah, this is this is a really good opportunity for the Lions to flash and win. I think they win. Ooh, like it. So then we did talk about Amir Abdullah and Theo Riddick on yesterday's show. They're both worth looking at. Stafford, how do, much do you like him? Do you like Stafford or Russell Wilson this week? Stafford. Stafford. I like Stafford a lot. Or Cousins. Stafford. Stafford. Really? Stafford's top five quarterback for me. Ooh, all right. So then we're obviously starting Golden Tate. Marvin Jones or Kenny Galladay? Which guy do you like better? Jones. I've got Galladay hired on the fact that he could catch a bomb. Marvin Jones. Jones Jones has actually scored in four straight games, two in the preseason, two in the regular season. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Marvin Jones or Michael Crabtree? Crabtree. Crabtree. Sorry, I actually meant to say Marvin Jones or Amari Cooper. 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 Marvin Jones or Des Bryant. I know Dave's going to say Des. Jamie, who do you think? I would still take Des there. All right. And uh, Eric Eric Ebron, you like him. How much do you like Ebron? Do you like him better than Jack Doyle this week? No. I don't like him better than Doyle, but I think he's still going to finish as a top 10 tight end. Again, where people are winning against the Falcons in the past is against their linebackers. Safeties too. And I think that this is going to be where the Lions attack with their tight ends, with their running backs, and then they mix in Golden Tate. Oh, it's Golden a good Tate's matchup for Golden Tate week. there. Yep. And I think they get some deep shots going too. That's why I like Holiday. You guys have Sanu pretty low. He's outside the top 40. So. He's higher in PPR. Okay. I think he's actually a fairly safe full point PPR receiver. Sanu is 66% owned. Do not start Austin Hoopa. Do not start the DSTs. And I'll just ask a quick Amir Abdullah question. Do you like Amir Abdullah or Buck Allen this week? Uh, Allen if West is out, Abdullah if uh, West is in. Gotcha. I think that's how I have it ranked as well. Denver at Buffalo. And both teams might be missing their left tackle. Denver definitely will be. Buffalo could be without Cordy Glenn. Oh, the, you know, they had Garrett Bulls practicing on Thursday. No kidding. I don't know if it's a guarantee that he's going to play just it because seemed as he practiced. If, like, it was just he was out there, but looking like right. this week. I'd be stunned if he played, to be honest. But I thought it was, I was also stunned to see him practicing. Trevor Simeon is 13th for both of you guys. He is ahead of uh, Carson Palmer. He's ahead of Mariota. He's ahead of Dak Prescott. Trevor Simeon is someone you can go with this week. And C.J. Anderson, at this point, he's clearly a must-start. Heath and I talked about LaShawn McCoy on yesterday's show. Uh, you know, w- would you start Derrick Henry over LaShawn McCoy? No. Okay. We've downgraded Even if McCoy. Even Murray is out. We've downgraded McCoy, but not that much. He's still a top 15 oh, if, guy. Oh, if, if, if Murray's out, I would start Henry. Over LaShawn McCoy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, no Bills receivers, right? Easy. Not unless you want, like, five, six fantasy points. Don't start Charles Clay, even though he's talked about how he might have a decent matchup here. And so I guess it just comes about down to the Denver wide receivers and how much we like them. Which guy do you like better, Demarius or Sanders? I've got Demarius higher still. The one thing would be is uh, Demarius is banged up. So he's playing hurt. Should be okay. But I, I think you're looking at uh, you're looking at um, Thomas going to still get more targets. I'm looking at a Bills defense that's going to play a lot of zone. So they want to keep all the receivers in front of them. It's tough to beat them on deep balls. 
I believe Buffalo's been really good against the pass so far this season. And so if, if volume matters, have. Uh, Demarius should win in that regard over Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, We'll, we'll find out if Buffalo's defense is legit this week. This is, this is going to be a pretty decent test for them, but if that offensive line isn't perfect for Denver, Simeon will be under attack. He's going to be on the road, and the secondary has been playing pretty well. They've got a good strategy, at least. We've got... Uh, by the way, Jamie, you said Thomas. And I was like, who the hell is Thomas? Everybody calls him Demarius. I had to, had to think about that one. So, yeah, start the Denver DST as well. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, and let's compare him to J.J. Nelson. Who would you rather start, Sanders or J.J.? Nelson for me. Okay. Um, Sanders. All righty. Houston's at New England. Will it be a slaughter, like always? Yes. Of course. <laughs> of course. Why would you even ask, Adam? So we like the Patriots guys. Uh, how, tell me, Dave, how you're going to approach the Patriots wide receivers. I think this game, I, Amendola is coming back at the perfect time because I think the way that the Patriots work around this Texans defense is to not run into the teeth of it, rather attack with short passes, lots of that horizontal passing game from the inside out that works great for Amendola. Hogan can work in the slot. Cooks can too and work those kinds of routes. And the secondary for Houston, I want to check and see what the status is of all three of their cornerbacks. If they're banged up, I think the Patriots will try and take advantage. And uh, I, I think this is a game where Tom Brady throws a bunch of passes and does what he does. And Amendola has a game maybe similar to what he had in week one before he got hurt. All right, I'll tell you what, I'll give you every relevant player on the Patriots, and you tell me real quick what they are. Tom Brady. Must He's work. a quarterback. Ah. All right, thank you. I always get that confused. He's he's an elite must-start option. Uh, he is an unbelievable fitness guru. Mike Gillisley. Must-start option. I agree, just because if, if the Patriots— I think there's a decent chance the Patriots build a lead with the pass and then crush him with the run, and that would be where Gillisley comes in. PPR, Gillisley or Abdullah? Uh, Abdullah. Wow. I think Abdullah might be a little more fun in that format. Gillisley or Coleman? Tevin Coleman. Gillisley. Yeah. So, uh, James White. I like him. I think he's a, he's a very good and sneaky PPR play. And if I, don't, I don't think anybody would consider him sneaky at this point, given that he had eight catches and typically catches okay, the ball. Fine, he's, fine, fine, he's, fine. He's a good sleeper though, yes. And, uh, Rex Burkhead. Well, I don't know if he not, plays. He may not play. Chris Hogan. Uh, he's banged up. If Amendola's back, you have to downgrade Hogan. Agreed. Danny Amendola. I think he's a uh, borderline number three receiver in either league. The fact would be is how healthy is he? Because not only did he have the concussion, he also had a knee injury. So he could. Um, I don't think he'll have the same upside that he had in week one, but he certainly could be in the eight fantasy point range in standard leagues and twelve to fourteen in PPR. Amendola or Leonard Fournette PPR. You could talk me into Amendola. Yeah, I don't like Fournette, but I would still start him based on the touchdown potential. And Brandon Cooks. Amendola could catch six passes, and that's equal to a touchdown. He could. He could also uh, only Two play sparingly and not be yeah, involved. I guess that's fair. Brandon Cooks. Still got to start him. Lots of potential. Oh, yeah. This, this is going to be his breakout game. I think you're going to get a lot of redemption games from the receivers this week. I think A.J. Green is one. I think Cooks is one. Uh, do you think Sammy Watkins can do it? Jimmy? Yes, Sammy Watkins would be a great, great redemption uh, game for him. Terrell Pryor. So Cooks, I, I think you'll see uh, big targets, big
big home game. Look, he was two catches away from a huge week one game. So this this will be a, a good homecoming for him. Rob Gronkowski, yes, number one tight end. Starter sit DeAndre Hopkins. Start. PPR, definitely start him. Non-PPR, probably starting him anyway. Lamar Miller or number Leonard Fournette? Receiver. Lamar Miller or Leonard Fournette? I'll take Lamar Miller. I only like Miller and PPR. Total yardage will be there for him. Oh, boy. Uh, okay. I just fear that they're just going to get crushed. Me too. Uh, Plus, yeah, the so whole Deontay Foreman factor. This is not a Foreman game. This is, I agree. I'm not, look, I'm not starting game. him. Yeah. It's a Miller game, but he's going to have to get a lot of catches. Okay. And don't start uh, Houston's DST. New England's DST, on the other hand, seventh for Jamie, fifth for Dave, thirteenth for Heath. And Miami is at the Jets. The rest of these games we can probably fly through here. Miami at the Jets. Um, Jake Cutler is interesting. And you guys, Cutler over Simeon? I forget. I would. Yep. All right. Cutler's a top 12 guy. The Jets are, are pathetic. We know that. J.H.I. is our number one running back. The one back thing, though, is if Devontae Parker does not play, then you have to downgrade Cutler. If Devontae Parker does play, I mean, t- Landry and Parker, are, are we're starting, right? I think you have to. I, I would start... Um... Landry for sure in PPR. He's still number three in, in standard leagues. Really? Okay. Would you start Martavis Bryant or Devontae Parker? Bryant. Uh, Parker. Okay. But uh, you guys like both those. Uh, you know, Martavis Bryant is 23rd for Jamie. He's 14th for Dave. We talked about him on yesterday's show. Uh, don't go with Julius Thomas. That's too much of a gamble. Any Jets players that you want to start this week? No. Curse in the three-receiver league. Uh, do you want to start him? Absolutely. Or is it that you kind of have to start him? No, I would start him. Targets have been there for him. Production has been there for him. So seven-catch game in week one, that's great for PPR. Two-touchdown game in week two, that's good for everybody. Chasing points. Dolphin secondary, not very good. Jermaine Curse is solid. Giants and Eagles. Who's your favorite running back in this game? Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles, for sure. Followed by, potentially, Orland Starkwa. But I'm not starting. I, I don't want to start. Anybody. I would take, uh, I would take Vereen second. The Eagles secondary is really, really banged up. Does that matter for anybody other than Odell Beckham? Um, I just, I'm, I'm so flummoxed by the Giants and their offensive line and how bad it's playing. Uh, and the Eagles are going to come for Eli Manning for sure. That pass rush is going to be bearing down. It's going to be interesting to see how they tweak things. With some hopefully more max protection stuff and just trying to help get this thing fixed. Because they're not going to switch guys around, unfortunately. They're 0-2, and they need to, They better bring their A game. I think you'll see it. I just don't know how good that is. They, they, they suck at Lincoln Financial every single year. Yeah. So Beckham's the bad. only giant that you're starting. But remember, Orleans Darkwood could start getting more work if you're looking for a more long-term play. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, if we're concerned a little bit about Mari Cooper, how concerned are we about Alshon Jeffrey in this very tough matchup? Is, Sorry. is Janoris Jenkins going to play? Well, let's say he, let's say he is. If he's not, then you start Jeffrey. But if he, if he plays, if Jenkins plays, do you start Alshon? Yeah, Jeffrey? then it's gonna, it's, it, it really changes how the Giants defense works. Cause if he's on the field, that allows the, uh, Steve Spagnola to take more liberties with the blitz. Try and get some turnovers off of pressure on Carson Wentz. Do you start Jeffrey though, if, if Janoris Jenkins plays? No. I think he's, uh, Borderline starter without Jenkins. Would you start Jermaine Curse over Alshon Jeffrey if, if Janoris plays? No. So you, I might. St- you stick with, well, well, okay. So that gives you an idea of how I, I, I think about it. All PPR, right. I definitely think about it. 
Nelson Aguilar outside the top 40 right now, but Zach Ertz is a great start. And the Eagles DST, they're both, you know, fairly similar. Jamie likes the Eagles better. Dave likes the uh, Giants DST better. Pittsburgh is at Chicago. We have no worries about Roethlisberger on the road or Le'Veon or Antonio Brown. And Heath and I talked about Martavis Bryant yesterday, so please tune into that. As far as the uh, Bears go, it's really just like Jordan Howard and, and Tariq Cohen. You know, what are you going to do with these guys? Tell me. I'm starting Cohen over Howard. I don't like the matchup for Howard at all. and The fact that he's going to lose touches and targets to Cohen, which is obvious at this point, makes him a a risky deal. I like Cohen better, especially in PPR. Yep. I mean, dude's had eight catches each of the first two games. Howard's been so good against tough matchups, though. Like, last year he had two games of 135 or more yards against Minnesota. Is it the injury? Yeah, it's everything. Is it's Cohen... opportunity. Are either of these guys good starts, or are you just, like, reluctantly starting to read Cohen? I think you're starting Cohen in PPR at this point. Yep. Stan- standard, he's risky with Howard back. Cohen or Mixon, Jamie, since you're the Mixon guy in PPR? Oh, I'll, I'll take I'll take Mixon. I will, too. Really? Yeah, absolutely. You're t- in, a, in, a non-PPR, PPR? PPR? No, in a non-PPR? No, yeah. PPR. PPR, PPR I would take Cohen. Okay, PPR, we're taking Cohen. All right. Cohen or Christian McCaffrey in PPR? McCaffrey. Yep. If Howard was out, it would be Cohen. All right, Cohen or Amir Abdullah? Cohen. Abdullah. And Pittsburgh DSD is top yeah, five. Yeah, I'll take Abdullah both. All right, Jamie really likes Abdullah this week. It's his, uh, it's his son, so. He's got to like Amir Abdullah. He's got to like him. Got to support him. Okay, that's it for the longest show we've ever done. Still haven't quite ever? mastered this the format. Ever? This is it? No, I think we've done some mock drafts that have been longer than this, but, you know, I'm, I'm pathetic. I got to do better. So I'm gonna work on that. I, we all we all have room for improvement. <laughs> well, it's good content. I just I hope everybody had a lot of time on their hands. Thank you for listening. We got a mailbag coming up. We're recording today, airing tomorrow. For Dave and Jamie, I'm Adam. Radio, radio. Yep, radio tomorrow night. Woo! Talk to you then. Bye. Dave.